It's May long weekend, baby. Are you excited about your new AirPods? Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah. You know, I wasn't on the train of the whole AirPod thing, and then I started doing some running, and I keep on getting my arms tangled up in mm-hmm. my wires of mm-hmm. my headphones because mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, very, like, technically um, on top of things. Is that what you say? I don't <laughs> sure. know. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't have the latest of everything. Mm-hmm. And I push back for whatever reason because I'm afraid of change yeah. when it comes to technology. Anyway, you were like, really? you should have my AirPods because I'm getting new ones. Yeah, so I sold them to you for 50 bucks, and I think that's a pretty good deal for everyone involved. I think so, too. I'm actually really excited about it. And then maybe one day I'm going to get one of those uh, cool Inspector Gadget watches, too. Really? Maybe. You thinking about it? I mean, uh, the only like reason I would use it is just for doing exercise and like being able to see my heart rate and stuff i yeah. don't know is that something that i need to know about yeah absolutely i uh yeah i mean whatever you can i'm obviously you know webmeister bud calls me a shill all the time because of all my apple stuff but um i love my apple watch i have loved it since it first came out and certainly as i am trying to like do more exercise these days it, do, it does that wonderful thing where it like keeps track of shit for you and it, it's like a, it makes exercise into a game. You had this whole thing this week about how when you run, it's a nightmare, right? Yeah, so when I run, I find that I'm constantly thinking about how much I don't want to be running, and I can't get into that, like, meditative state that everyone talks about, where you just, like, don't think about anything and just allow your body to do that. No, I am constantly thinking about my breath. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about, like, oh, I could stop right now because no one is watching me. Mm -hmm. And, um... I just find myself very frustrated when I'm running because I'm I'm used to like short winded mm. exercise. Like sure. boxing is like okay, you go for a round of three minutes, you right, know. Right. Where this long distance running thing has really been testing my mental state because yep. my mental state gets exhausted before my body does, and it's just that a weird sense. thing that I'm like trying to figure out. But people got some like really I got some really good advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to music. Yeah. But I find when I listen to music, my brain doesn't really turn off. I'm still thinking. Yeah. So I decided to move to podcasts. I was actually going to suggest that to you, that like if you can find a really, really engaging podcast, that probably can help. Yeah. So I found it helped. I realized that the podcast wasn't as engaging as it as it could have been. Oh, so maybe yeah. listen to like my favorite podcasts kind of thing. Yeah. Save them for the run. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I slowed down. You're that running. Was, yeah, that was something because I'm used to sprinting like in baseball. And again, with boxing, it's really short and fast. Of course. So if I'm not going to my like max speed, then I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job. And right. I don't want there to be anything left in the tank when I'm when I reach home. You know, whereas like the, running long distance running is more about the marathon thing than the sprint thing. Yeah, the pacing yeah. of everything. And I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. So I slowed down a little bit and that helped but I could still slow down quite a lot because I got some reactions. People were like, that's still really fast. You need to slow down. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which I was surprised by because I thought that was like, I don't know, a normal speed for jogging, but apparently <laughs> right. I'm like sprinting or running yeah, yeah. the whole time. So of course I hate it. My body's like, stop, you're yeah. not supposed to do this. <laughs> At least work up to this speed for this distance, you know? Well, good for you. What made you decide to get into running of all exercises? Because that's what's available right now. That's what we're allowed to do. Yeah. I also live in such a nice spot of mm, town where yeah. I'm just surrounded by water and like, I really want to enjoy it and I want to go outside. It makes me feel good. Le- the after feeling of a mm-hmm. run is lovely. Yeah. And um, I, I'm doing it just for that little after runner's high because, but I think that I will be able to one day get to the like 
during it, I'll actually start enjoying it too. Well, I could, I hope so. And um, I would love to have you involved in like a TC10K or something like that, you know? I think I'm going to do that next year. You should. I, yeah. I just feel like no one at this radio station participates in that thing. It's like one of the most beloved uh, physical activity things in our town. And yeah. we're all just such a bunch of fat sacks of crap that like nobody runs. Mm-hmm. And so that'd be really great if you could um, uh, represent us all in that. Um, I used to run a little bit. That was my exercise or my cardio of choice and I hated it too and I never could do it at best if I got to the gym like I would go to the Y and run on the treadmill I had to time it just right so I would watch the prices right Mm -hmm. because that was like just enough because the TV is there right I can watch the prices right and uh, be distracted enough by that I would run during the show and then walk during the commercials. It was the perfect interval because, like, the segments are pretty short, right? Yeah. They're pretty evenly t- paced with commercials. And uh, I would be running and then uh, calling out the answers. Uh, it's like, $1, Bob, while I'm running and the why. <laughs> that was the only way I could do it. Otherwise, I fucking hated it. I tried outdoor running. I tried. I just hated it. Yeah. And I never got to that point. When I switched to swimming... There I can find the meditative point that you're talking about. Interesting. There I can get to it with just this. And there's no, there obviously no headphones, no music, no podcast, no nothing, but the, just the water around me and everything else. And it's hard. Like you just, you get puffing after a couple of uh, lengths if you're working hard at it. For whatever reason, that's where I found the meditation. And even just that added level of risk of like being in water, being like, <laughs> I could drown at any moment, you know? Like, yes. I think that's kind of like your body's like, oh, I have to, I have to do this. So I'm just focusing on that, maybe. I feel like at also, I can't feel the sweat. <laughs> oh, right? that's totally a thing. Cause I get, I get really distracted by what my body's doing too. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I'm outside at all. I guess my allergies or something. Mm. My eyes are always watering. Yeah. Like it could be a light breeze and my eyes are just pouring down with water. Yeah. So I'm just, it looks like I'm just going for like a run because I'm crying, you know, <laughs> like just running out of my emotions. Yeah. But, um, that's really distracting too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I was thinking when you were mentioning the um, TV, like watching the TV while treadmill. Yeah. Um, you remember Google glasses? Yes, of course. That would be great for running. Oh my God. Or dangerous? I don't know. Can you can you get like can you watch YouTube videos on those things? I don't. I don't know. I never knew what they did. Like, was there a little screen in the corner or something? I think that's what it was. It was like a lot of augmented reality and all that. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. It doesn't interest me at all. (laughs) And I say that. And again, like if Webmaster Bud would hear, he would tell me that if Apple came out with a version of the glasses, a wearable tech like that, that I would be the first one in line. But I don't. I still don't think that. Yeah. Unless they were like a collaboration between Apple and Ray-Ban. Oh, I'm such oh, a slave. Oh, to the cuz they just look so shitty. The the Google ones. Yeah. They look I'm, I don't want to look classes. like I'm cyborg RoboCop man. That's dumb. Yeah. Um maybe if Apple did though. Well, let's talk about Amazon. Yeah. So we touched on it on this podcast, and I really didn't want to get too heated about it um, on the radio because we still get some pushback. Not that I'm afraid of pushback, but um, we get some pushback whenever we talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, people who uh, themselves picture themselves, uh, oh, what are you talking about? I run a gardening company. I'm going to be a billionaire soon, and you're going to take my money away from me, right? Like mm-hmm. That's what people think, and it's insane. Um, but that Bezos, Jeff Bezos, Already, you know, by a country mile, the richest man in the world, hundreds of billions of dollars of personal wealth uh, has gained just during the pandemic because so many people are buying from Amazon. 
Uh, he gained like over $130 billion. Jesus. In two months. That's crazy. And is on track by the year 2026 to become the world's first trillionaire. Uh, one person. Not a company. Mm-hmm. A person? Mm-hmm. Not a, a country. Not a country. One single person. Yeah. Wild. It is completely wild. I don't know if you uh, watched this good video that was going around a few months ago. Um, I, I think I even retweeted it on my Twitter. One of the big things I feel like is that people don't know the difference between a million and a billion. Mm-hmm. I perceive for you and I, Jen, in our lifetimes, we, you and I will be millionaires. I believe that. Mm. I really do. And it's not... Unfortunately, it's tied a little bit to the housing market in this crazy town that if we want to buy a house, like I'm already looking at places that are over a million dollars. What? Yes. That is what a housing is in this market. Yeah. And I've, again, those are places with like suites and I got to have two roommates and like you have to be really creative, but I'm looking at buying a $1 million house wow. if I want to live in a house in this town. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'll be house poor for uh, the next 25 years of my life after I buy it. But then I'll have a million dollars of equity. And by then, again, another 25 years of, you know, it'll creep up. I'll have, uh, you know, a million and a half dollars or more of equity in a house. Mm-hmm. That, I, in my mind, makes me a millionaire. And then you need a million dollars to retire of mm-hmm. cash on top of your house uh, equity. So through aggressive saving over the next maybe 30 years, hopefully I'll put away $1 million. And even that, I'll be struggling to live off of that into my retirement. Yeah. That's just what it is. So a million dollars, that's nothing these days. You and I will have a million dollars. Now, the difference between a million and a billion, there are some visual representations. If you look up, there's a great video where a guy did it with grains of rice and Mm. each grain representing uh, $100,000. And it's incredible the difference in the size between the piles of rice, a million dollars, it's like 10 little grains Mm -hmm. of rice, you know, stacked up. And then a billion is like a heap the size of your fist of rice. And that is, uh, that's $1 billion. Now, the thing with Bezos is I don't chagrin anyone trying to make a billion dollars. Good for you. Work for it, right? That's what we're all here for. It must feel real, real good to have a billion dollars in the bank. But I feel like it's CEOs who often get to a billion, right? And if you have a billion and one dollar in the bank and you have people that work for you who are struggling Mm -hmm. or who are making a poverty wage, you have too much money. I'm so sorry. Why didn't you pay the people who work for you more? And that's what Bezos thing. On track to be a trillionaire, I don't know what that pile of rice looks like. Insane. Okay. But then, all this is why the beef is with him. No one wants to chagrin him his money except for that all the people who work for him are living in hazardous ways, yeah. you know, through this pandemic. Um, it, just like their health care is not good enough. Their health insurance provided by the company is not adequate. Their uh, conditions for working are uh, skimped upon and then it puts them at greater risk from coronavirus. Is that okay? And so this is my dream, Jen, for the future is Mm -hmm. that, yes, we all, it's such a thing. Oh, a billion dollars. Everyone looks at how much money is in your bank account. We ought to be looking at what you are doing to better humanity and the people who work for you. That should be in all these lists of the richest people next to their net worth 
right next to them is should be how many people work for them and what their average wage yeah. is. Yeah. Okay? Be- and that should be the thing that you are happy about is that or ha- happiest about in your life is that not that you have hoarded that insane amount of wealth, but that you have created that wealth for others. Mm-hmm. That's an average salary that's, you know, is it $75,000 or is it $100,000? If you have created that for the for the maximum amount of people, that's how the economy works for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's my timer going off. Just saying, I need to drink more water. Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you said that on the podcast because yeah, we didn't really dive into it um, mm-hmm. in uh, in the show, and I I found it was just really hard to wrap my head around what yeah one trillion is. Mm-hmm. Like I I've never seen that amount in my life, you know, and right. n- money or otherwise, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. that amount just it does it doesn't work in my brain i can't comprehend it yeah so thinking about yeah the way you put it in like just the piles of rice yeah really just simplifies it and yeah yeah no one needs that amount (laughs) a trillion a trillion that's crazy all right well enjoy this podcast uh thanks for listening and i hope you're happy and safe and doing well A weekend that felt like actual summer. Like, and not even just Victoria summer, which tops out usually at like 23 degrees. Yeah. It was like a, it was hot. Yeah, so we broke a bunch of records on, on the island for temperatures. Apparently on Sunday, it got up to 27.8 degrees. And wow. the previous record was in 2019, and it was 24.8. And that's usually how hot it gets in Victoria. It's like a nice 24. Tops. So, yeah. yeah, yesterday it was hot. I yeah. jumped into the ocean because I was just like, I don't know what to do with my body right now. It is so hot. Um, which, I went near the ocean, but I was at Dallas Road where there's poop in the water, oh. and so I didn't want to go in the poop water. Fair, fair. But um, I wanted to. It was very tempting. But yeah, it definitely got us thinking about you know patio season and mm-hmm. everything like that. That's creeping in, and uh, with the um, the new BC uh, guide for reopening some of the restaurants uh, in British Columbia, there is a little bit of questions of like, okay, will we be able to you know expand the patios mm-hmm. and uh, be able to eat outside a little bit more, uh, just to maintain uh, physical distancing? And apparently, councillors are going to be voting this Thursday and having a meeting this Thursday to kind of ease the restrictions on patio permits for restaurants. So, <laughs> so places like Government Street, we yeah. might be seeing some more patios along there, maybe Rrr. making it just like a pedestrian street yes. finally, um, which I would absolutely love to see in Victoria. There's a lot of excitement about these ideas I saw floating around over the weekend, mm-hmm. and for sure it's the perfect time to consider this. Yes, we can't even be inside right now. Um, there's fewer cars on the road as it is anyways. Why not take advantage of this? Why not support these businesses mm-hmm. and uh, make the most of what we can? We've said it a hundred times on this very show, Jen. We live in the best part of the world to be stuck in yeah. at this time, and especially through the summer. Why not take advantage? Now, one thing that as you were reading through this, though, there's some other things they were thinking about, like banning cars through Beacon Hill Park. Yeah, vehicles. so they, they did that starting Easter weekend uh, just to help maintain physical distancing. Yeah. Um, but now they're thinking about making it a ban permanently, but they're going right. to be voting on that on Thursday, so we're not entirely sure yet. So here's the only thing I would say. Mm-hmm. And you tell me if this is way too far out there or what this is, but I think this is reasonable. Nothing that we decide in this time mm-hmm. should have the word permanent in it. 
I love the idea, obviously, of extended patios. And maybe we shouldn't have vehicles at all through Bacon Park. But to do anything now to address what we're going through now and like our, our mindset now is not going to be what our mindset is hopefully a year from now. Mm -hmm. So why would we make decisions that are written in stone and permanent? Do you know what I mean? That's the one weird that kind of throws me in this time. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. And it may have been something that they've been thinking about for a while. So now Still. is the time to do it. Who yeah. knows? But yeah, more patios. I'm down with that. Hell yeah. So because more people are wearing masks, I guess uh, facial recognition is having a hard time deciphering faces. Makes sense, Makes right? Makes sense. That's, I've found it. Yeah? I threw my mask on. Can't open my phone up. First of all, how is your new mask? Oh, it's lovely. Because you got a fancy one. I did. I got a nice one and it's like adjustable and everything. So, okay. So when they, whenever they tell you, oh, we don't know if masks are a good idea, one of the things they say is... If you're wearing a mask and it doesn't fit properly, you're going to be futzing with it all the time. Yeah. You're going to be touching your face way more than you would be. And I found that. I went to the grocery store two times with one of those like little paper masks constantly. And if you're chewing gum, forget it. Oh, yeah. Constantly futzing and moving it and shifting it and it's falling off my nose. It was awful. So now I have a nice one with adjustable straps. And I uh, set it and forget it, and it was really great. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah, because yeah. you don't want to be touching your face. That's something no. that you want to prevent for sure. And Especially people, out in public. yeah, and if people have facial recognition on their phone in order to unlock it, they're finding that they're actually touching their face more because they have to move their mask in order oh, to get in there and everything. And dumb. they're wearing gloves too, right? <laughs> so your password. the the thumbprint thing with the gloves. It's like people oh, are having a hard yeah, time getting into their yeah, phone yeah. and making sure that yeah everything is done safely. Um, so different companies are working on facial recognition, uh, but just for the eyes and the eyebrows. Uh, and they're actually finding that it is working. It's uh, got like a, a um, false positive rate of 1.5% if you're looking like straight on. They're finding it's a little bit difficult if you like move your face at all. So but they're, uh, this uh, company called Rank One, they're now providing um, this sort of technology to all its current customers for free of charge, which wow. is really cool. So this might be something that we see, you know, if, if wearing a mask is something that we have to do for months on end, you know, it might be something that we, we see more of. I, uh, I I get yes, but I also Hope am not. hoping <laughs> yeah. By yeah. the time the next iPhone comes out with this technology <laughs> in it, is we won't need it anymore. We won't have to wear a mask anymore. Yeah. But at the same time, I imagine that they're working on technology that like your essence opens your phone. <laughs> your for musk, you. like yes, <laughs> it just knows it's you. It's like hi, Papa. Opened right up. <laughs> Roll up the rim time in Canada is a special time, obviously, like a lot of people, you know, I uh, look forward to that and love rolling the rims and uh, no small amount of consternation this year as you can't be, you know, uh, rolling up wetened cups and then handing those over and you're rolling with your teeth and putting spittle upon it and everything. So the whole game moved online to an app. Yeah, that's for the best. I always was feeling for the, the people who work behind uh, the desk and have to receive those 100 percent. yeah but this was my experience with it like early when the contest started i knew it was on the app and the first time i went through a horton's drive through between the time that i ordered in the in the drive through lineup went around the corner and received my coffee i tried desperately to i was like okay i gotta get the app i download the app and now i have to sign up and i'm trying to make it work and thank you here's my coffee okay here's my credit card okay thank you i didn't get it working and then i abandoned it yeah I was, uh, okay I just I went away forever in my brain, and I never did. Listen to what this guy did, though. He's a statistician. And because 
it was going online, it was going to be so different this year. He was asked to write about the uh, the odds oh. of the contest. And not only did he write about the new odds in the new contest, he cracked the code. He found <laughs> that Tim Hortons was being quite generous in their roll up the rims. Whereas, like, if, if someone won something but then didn't claim it in an amount of time, mm-hmm. rather than that prize just evaporating forever, it went back to the randomness of however they were giving away these prizes. So he figured that on the very last day of the contest, if he got up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning and started rolling up rims that he had accumulated to that point, yeah. that he would have good chances. And so by that point in the contest, he had 96 rims to roll. Yep. And he won 94 of them. Wow, that's unreal. 67 coffees and 27 donuts. So even with this, yeah, cracks the code, doesn't win one of the big prizes. Oh, still then? Still yeah. didn't win a card, didn't win cash. Still just coffee and donuts for this guy. Yeah, and my big question was like, <laughs> what was the code? And, he, and uh, they said that it, it hangs on whether you arrived at... Uh, it's, it has to do with, like, the timing of it. Yeah. So it's not about, like, you know, just, the like, what line you're in. It's, yes. like, what time you actually put it in the app and everything. Yeah. And that's that's what cracked it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, good for him. I hope he, like... Releases it? Donates him or something <laughs> oh. like that. Like, we get to with 100 free coffee and donuts. The BC government is distributing smartphones to uh, vulnerable and homeless people um, just to help them stay connected. And it was like somewhere around a, a thousand uh, phones have been uh, distributed uh, in Victoria and Vancouver, which is uh, pretty incredible. And you think about it, too, mm-hmm. because a lot of uh, people who, you know, are, are living on the streets, uh, they need access to libraries and things like that to get uh, Internet access and to yep. stay in contact with their family members and friends. Mm-hmm. And of course, all those places are are shut down so it kind of leaves you isolated even more so when you're on the street without a smartphone so i think that's a really cool initiative it's 3500 smartphones uh within bc that have been uh distributed yeah and okay let me address because unfortunately i've seen already you know like a news local news story on facebook and the majority of the reactions are the angry face react Mm. and so You know, I can imagine what that's about. I don't want to wade through Mm -hmm. what I'm sure is a sewage in the comments, but I'm sure it's a it's it comes from a place of people being like, "Why do I have to pay a thousand dollars to get a new phone, and then these people just get them for free?" Number one, I have to imagine that these are not the newest, latest iPhone bought straight from Apple. Okay, number one, just keep that in mind. Guaranteed, these phones are coming from either a recycling program or a donation situation, or you know, there's like the cheapest smartphones because that's really disingenuous too the news says smartphone and then they use the stock footage of an iphone like the nicest phone you can buy and it's just like that's not what's happening no and places like our place and the kool-aid society they are constantly getting donations of smartphones and they give them to vulnerable citizens exactly so this is not the extravagant purchase that you think of when you think of getting a new phone so that's number one and number two there's lots of uh great things involved i'm sure this is a very cost-effective program or as cost-effective as possible the Mm -hmm. way that they you know they're loaded up with kind of those prepaid cards right so it's not like they're going to be downloading movies simple 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 plans that allow them to call 911 in a pinch and allow access to like life-saving apps and things like that so I mean, I think that's great. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, consider that. Consider it with some compassion. And consider 
Never using the angry react on Facebook if you can. <laughs> That's a great way to go through life. It is Victoria Day. It's the May long weekend coming up and uh, kind of just got me thinking about what I would have been doing this weekend if it weren't for COVID-19 and, and self-isolating and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think I would, would, I'm not. But I would have probably gotten a big group of friends together to go up to like Port Renfrew or something Ooh. and do camping. And it got me thinking like, yeah, what's the first thing I want to do once uh, once this is all over and, and all the so restrictions what? are lifted? Yeah. And I think that's it. Like get a big group of friends together, go camping, snuggle up around mm-hmm. the fire, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Because that's what I would be doing regular summertime in Victoria. A thousand percent. Um, also just going to like a local bar, like Lucky Bar. Oh, Love that place. Same. <laughs> yeah, have weird parties you, at yeah. my house. Yeah, that's the sort of sweaty thing. bodies all pressed against you on the dance floor, that type of thing. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. No, I'm yeah. with you. How about you? Okay, I get two things. Number okay. one. Okay, let's imagine that like we wake up tomorrow and everything is just like lifted. There's no more COVID. It just got wiped from the world. Okay? <sighs> what a dream. Wiped. I book a trip. Mm. Okay, I go and I spend, I'm going to spend a week in New York City, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to spend two weeks roaming Europe, and mostly Italy, oh. eating nothing but the most delicious homemade Italian pasta and food. That's amazing. That is where I, those, I am so desperate for traveling. Mm-hmm. Those are my two things that I can't wait to do is a big trip, big, big trip. I'm going to do that, literally. As yeah. soon as those international borders are open and as soon as everything happens, that's good. Like I'm booking that trip. I don't care what it costs. And then the other thing I want to do desperately is a, a camping music festival. Yes. Okay. Oh, more than anything. I want to like, yeah, sleep in a tent with all my best friends, no more than, you know, 20 feet away from me, all yeah. the t- constant hugging. Everyone's in a great mood. Everyone's pressed together. Same thing, right? <laughs> Sweaty bodies in a giant field watching live music. That's what I so desperately want to do. Oh, my God. Brian Adams is apologizing for his posts on Twitter and Instagram that some critics uh, called racist, saying he only wanted to rant about animal cruelty. Mm. The singer blamed uh, the COVID-19 pandemic on bat-eating, wet market, animal selling, virus-making, greedy people (laughs) in a message... uh, that he was urging people to go vegan. This morning, Adams apologized on Instagram to anyone who took offense to his post, saying he just wanted to rant about, quote, animal cruelty in the wet markets being the possible source of the virus and promote veganism. Mm -hmm. You know, since this, there's been clarification that, like, hey, everyone, we don't know 100% for sure that it came from the wet market. For a long time, it was like kind of assumed or that was the most plausible you know, p- place that it came from in source and these animals and bat to pangolin to person, whatever. Mm. But like, we don't know 100%. And before you make these, you know, big brash statements, maybe just slow your roll on that. And I think too, it's like, um, listen, I get the frustration and the like wanting to channel the anger and it's so easy, right? You just channel it towards one thing. Uh, it's the animal cruelty. It's the wet markets. It's whatever. But like, again, this is such a big thing that's enveloped the entire world. 
Yeah, I know you're angry, but don't mm. before. If we don't know 100%, there's no reason to like uh, channel it towards one yeah. specific thing and any specific thing. And he, I mean, obviously he shouldn't have said this, but to me, no. it seems like he's having a few too many glasses of wine at oh. night and, you know, <laughs> venting on, you know, social media, which we should all think about before we do that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been guilty of it myself. Sure, so yeah. Not giving him an excuse or anything, but that's what it kind of looks like anyway he's still in hot water over this one yeah take a deep breath yeah you know what i just rediscovered last night tell me bugles yeah we're friends off for the rest of the afternoon you enjoy bugles or you just was oh the novelty and then you try and fit them on your fingers or what's the deal the novelty i mean i don't know if anyone really like ever really enjoyed bugles but i saw them in the store and i was like i gotta have them i gotta get a party pack of it but that was the reaction i was met with with everyone that i was like trying to show being like hey guess what hey mom nice to hear from you on the phone um got some bugles and she's like gross why would you do that you know yeah you know what bugles taste like crunchy butter no, they kind of have like a zesty. They're better than what I remember. Yeah. I will say that I ate like a few handfuls, but you can only have a few handfuls. Otherwise, your mouth hurts. I Whatever know. sort of things going on there. Really don't like I them. also love that they advertise that they are Canada's number one finger hat. <laughs> on <laughs> Do it, they? and I was like, what else is a finger hat? Like, who are they competing against? <laughs> like actual finger hats, Small, like crocheted, crocheted ones. hats that, for your fingers. Finger puppets? Do those count as? Ha- I have so many questions about that. But yeah, anyway, for a finger puppet, they exist still, and uh, I was uh, pretty happy that they came back into my life. My fingers are too big now for the hat. Oh. Yes, very difficult. Um, but I came across <laughs> this uh, this article about this new store that opened up in Vancouver called Dank Mart. And it's just a whole bunch of very rare snacks in one store. Yeah. When you sent it to me, and especially when I saw the name Dank Mart, I thought like, <laughs> oh, this is just a store just for munchies for people who are uh, yeah. high. Okay. I mean, that's called a convenience store. <laughs> Any 7-Eleven is a garden of earthly delights when you think about it that way. But this is rare snacks. Rare snacks. So things like Apple Jacks and, and different varieties of Apple Jacks. They have these like Eggo cereals. A lot of cereal-based products. Sure. They have like the Timbit cereal, which I know you can of get course. at Costco and stuff, but like they're all in one one spot. Um, all these cereals that I had never seen before, but the ones that I miss from my childhood was um, apple cinnamon Cheerios. I haven't been able to find those in yeah, a while, wow. and the oatmeal crisp apple crisp flavor okay. with the little dried apples in it. I can't find those anywhere. I don't know if they still exist. So if you have a, an eye on where to buy those, I'm looking at a vi- Instagram of like. Oreo Supreme. What is that? I don't it know. comes in like a big package. It's a brand. A su- Oreo Supreme is like a special. Yeah, that is very interesting. The the rare the rare cereal. It's like cereal for some reason is like the crown jewel in their collection. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. There's all those like different rare varieties of cereals. That's very very interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm curious. Like, what is something that you you know that is rare that you wish you could get every day at a regular grocery <sighs> store? You know what? For some of these things, I'm glad I can't. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's true. My favorite thing is at Christmas time, they come out with the Oreos that are like coated in white chocolate. Mm. And those, those are so next level and so delicious. But if they existed throughout the year, oh, I'd be dead by now <laughs> of eating them to death. But because they only come out at Christmas time, I buy a few packages and then they disappear forever. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the appeal of it. So I'm kind of glad that the Georgia Strait separates me from <laughs> Dank Mart. <laughs> Some dank treats. Uh, okay, Supreme Oreos. Mm-hmm. 
It's a three pack of Oreos that cost eight dollars. Why? Why? They're so rare. Because they're rare and because they have like a different logo on them. They look to me like just red Oreos. But Supreme is like a very expensive brand, isn't it? Of what? Like clothing. <laughs> really? That's yeah. what this is? Yeah. That red brand, Supreme. Okay, I guess that's worth it. <laughs> brand named Oreos. <laughs> cool. Oh, dumb. Prestige. Okay. The thing that blew me away, Jen, when you sent me this article and the pictures in it is like, it's not like they have like, okay, we got one box of cinnamon toast, crunch, churros, cereal, and mm-hmm. it's like it's $48 or $100. It's like, it seems like they're well stocked with this stuff. I don't know yeah. what channels they're going through, what supply chain they tapped into in the black market or what, but yeah. how? They got the hookups on those dank treats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but some zoners are coming through with some uh, some treats that they, you know, wish that they could have on a mm-hmm. daily basis and it not be so rare. Mm-hmm. Um, a few people texted in Cruncharoos. They're the cereal with the purple dinosaur. Thanks, James, for messaging that. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember those either. But I looked up the image, but, like, the dinosaur looks very familiar. So it must have been something like in the oh, 90s. Oh, I remember. Yes. Okay, I, I was a little it. kid. I remember. Yes. It was just... What? They're just Cheerios. What's the difference with these? I remember these coming out, and the marketing hype yeah. was so massive, and I couldn't wait to try it. Yes, and they're just, it's just cereal. Ryan uh, came in with a very controversial uh, message saying that uh, they think that eggnog should be all year round. Whoosh. That is I think outrageous that's, behavior. I, well, I think what makes eggnog so great is the yeah. fact that you can only get it in that amount of time. Yes. Otherwise, it would just lose its hype, right? I yes. think, personally. Yes, but I, I do know. love myself like a nice eggnog coffee or eggnog latte. Of course. I would course. love to get that year round. So do I. But, like, are you kidding me? On a hot July day, a tall <laughs> glass of eggnog? Come on, dude. <laughs> For my cruncharoos, I just pour my eggnog in. Some good ones, though. All this, the memories. The cereal ones are good, though. Keep yeah. those coming because... Is like, let's really be honest. Cereal is candy. It is. It's, it's candy such a treat. <laughs> Good news for Thursday. Mm-hmm. The city of Victoria has said that it is a prepping to open up various outdoor recreation facilities, including tennis and pickleball courts. Oh, Woo! I gotta call my dad. Hey, pickleball's back <laughs> on. It's the favorite thing of your whole life. Uh, sports fields, skate and bike parks. All looking to reopen on Thursday. Oh, that is great news. I, I'm excited to see that. I've been having like this strong urge to play tennis all of a sudden now that really? they're closed. I think like, things are closed. I'm like, oh, now, now's the time I want to play tennis. Want what you got. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this does not include playgrounds or basketball courts, outdoor gyms, and the crystal pool will remain closed. Sad, but um, I get it. And a lot of gym um, owners have been, you know, eagerly waiting to reopen, of course, because it's their business and Mm-hmm. And people really want to get back into the gym. It's been hard to adapt mm-hmm. these times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like running at all. Yeah. Is that why you're doing it so much? Is it just because just that's need, what you can do? I need to do something physical. Yeah. And I'm just like resorting to running, which I don't really like. But um, there is no plan yet as to when gyms are opening. But they are starting to get creative and, and start to think yeah. about like ways that they can adapt when things do open like oh, yeah. maybe smaller classes yeah. um what i saw was at a different uh, different uh country that was reopening mm-hmm. um they had this like plexiglass around treadmills it was really strange it was like these weird treadmill pods that they've uh. created in order to like reopen and it just got me thinking like why not just use like hamster balls you know? <laughs> <laughs> truly <laughs> pop a hamster ball on a treadmill and everyone's good to go <laughs> i mean that actually it sounds fun <laughs> Because 
a plexiglass pod is like, how can I hate running on a treadmill even more? I know. Claustrophobia. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awful. Lift I, your weights within a hamster ball. Which is everything should be in a hamster yeah. ball. Truly. I listen, I feel for these gym owners and I and like they a lot of them haven't gotten any rent relief or any yeah, subsidies or anything. Hard. So I'm all for that. Let's mm-hmm. help them out. It's a very important part of our community is to have these rec centers. At the same time, I love it too. Uh, you know, you go outside, you see, I've seen people mm-hmm. working out outside and like stuff that you would do in a gym. I've seen people and like a trainer doing deadlifts with their trainer outside yeah. because you can do it there and it's safer. So a little bit more of that in the meantime. Premier John Horgan was asked about the growing rumor that British Columbia will be used as a host city for the National Hockey League to play out its season in playoffs. Because he talked to the commissioner, Gary Bettman. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said that they had a conversation, a good one last night. Lots of stuff were talked was talked about. Oh. One of the biggest issues will be the 14-day isolation that has to be done. If people come to this country, you have to isolate for 14 oh, days. Oh, like right. hockey players. Traveling. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, right. that means for everybody. So that's going to be a big obstacle. But he said they talked about maybe having all games in BC. Wow. Yeah. So like having BC as a hub place and in some of the smaller rinks around BC. So that could mean Save on Foods Memorial Center. Wow. Wow. The Canucks have been working uh, very cooperatively with my minister. We've heard from others around the the league that have other ideas about perhaps having all of the games played uh, in British Columbia. We have uh, WHL uh, rinks in Victoria, in Kamloops, in Kelowna, in Prince George. Uh, The Kootenays have a in, in uh, Cranbrook has an outstanding facility as well. We have hotel space. Holy smokes. Right? I mean, that's a little tease. Nothing's for certain. But can you imagine if we had NHL games on the regular being played in the Save on Foods Memorial Center? What that means for Victoria? Although I know we won't be able to go to the games, probably. No. We're not going to be able to go in and watch these games. Well, this is what I was going to ask you. It's like, so can like 35 of us sit with 100 seats in between? Imagine or- how much those tickets would cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, why not? Why couldn't they? I'm sure that'll be bandied around to uh, Bonnie Henry if that's a possibility. But uh, all this was fueled because Horgan had a meeting with NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, who last night said... He plans on handling, handing out the Stanley Cup this year. He well, said that last night, yeah. Well. Can he hand it out uh, to the Vancouver Canucks? Mm. No. Guy loves being booed. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to embrace that, right? He, he needs to embrace has. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Listen, I'm just stoked for some sports to get back going here, for people to watch on TV, even if that's the only thing. Did you watch any of that UFC? I did. I, I heard people saying that like they were really appreciating, you know, without the crowd all rustling and humming and hawing, and all that extra noise, you could really hear the fight happening. Oof. And obviously people, I don't think, wish for this to be the new normal, but that it was a very interesting and worthwhile exercise to do it just by themselves in an empty arena. Yeah, you heard all the slaps and ah. everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. When it hurts, you heard a guy make a little whimper. Well, That's the what one, I want to hear. Well, really? one of the fighters <laughs> said he heard the announcer like critiquing his style and was able to fix it and win the match. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Wow. Smart. Yeah, that's, that's wild. Interesting. That, that's different, right? Because usually they, they can't hear the announcers oh, while they're fighting no, with the crowd. Not. Yeah. Keep it down. Yeah. Um, starting tomorrow, the city of Victoria says it is reopening tennis and pickleball courts, sports fields, skate and bike parks as part of their phased return to outdoor recreation facilities. A release from the city says those facilities will be open for recreational use only. That means there'll be no lessons or league play 
sorry, quadrivillage garbage birds. <laughs> and people will be expected to continue following the public health guidelines, including physical distancing. And uh, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney made some uh, headlines today saying that uh, there, will, there will need to be a great reckoning for the role that China played in fueling the COVID-19 pandemic. He's accusing the governing uh, Communist Party there of lobbying the World Health Organization to turn a blind eye to early signs of the outbreak's spread. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau didn't exactly agree with them, but did say that uh, there are questions, particularly for China, to answer at the end of this pandemic. So Trudeau, from the very start of this, I don't know if you remember this, Jen, we were like filling in for Dylan and Jason at the time, and it was like early days, right? And it was one of Trudeau's... Uh, chit chats outside and I was reminded about this yesterday when the whole Brian Adams thing was going on right uh, someone asked Trudeau uh, listen it was like a I don't know it was a question it was like is Canada going to use their position and in the international community to put pressure on China to do things whatever that was at the time it was a question about wet markets but about this whole thing where it started all that stuff and Trudeau gave a very diplomatic answer I thought it was very smart of him to just say there's a lot we need to learn you know we're gonna and no he was more like we are going to look into this virus and do everything we can hopefully to prevent this happening again he didn't lay blame on china he didn't scapegoat them he didn't do anything like that and to me i thought that's really smart and that's a good attitude to have yeah we want to take preventative measures going forward and learn lessons from this but the finger pointing and the name calling and the you know racism that's been happening that's what we need to avoid that's true Mm -hmm. china though they're you know like we already have we are already at odds with them with the Huawei stuff and everything like that, you know, with America and all that. So I think uh, there's a lot at play here. Can we date? You're not talking to me. Are we allowed? No. (laughs) But are we allowed to Yeah, what's the deal on dating in COVID-19 times? Dr. Bonnie's got the answer. Of course she does. Mm -hmm. She's our North Star and truly an angel. Dr. Bonnie made, I think, a lot of people feel a little bit better yesterday when she was talking about uh, doing a little bit of dating because I feel like there's so many people, single people who going into this pandemic who just shut themselves off from the entire world Mm -hmm. and were like, well, I guess I won't feel the tender embrace of another person's skin upon mine for right. until there's a vaccine mm-hmm. and that can be a really debilitatingly lonely place to be to feel stuck in yeah that's awful and she did say that many people have adapted to online dating and talking mm-hmm. online and having encounters online that could be helpful in that regard I, that would drive me up the wall i would hate it but you know it's it is not the same as being physically no. in person with someone and and that's kind of the question that she was asked the other day and Oh my gosh, how wonderful is it that people are just going to her for all questions about all aspects of life and how like comforting and how yeah, just comfortable understanding she, and understanding yeah. she makes uh she makes everyone feel when answering these questions and really is like what you said like a guiding light in this time. Mm-hmm. Um and what she said was that, you know, if you want to start a relationship with someone, this is not the time to do rapid serial dating. Right. Pick somebody, see if it works and then take your time. Which yeah. Which is just like, what a nice thing to say. I don't know. I just feel like my aunt would say that to me. <laughs> <Just> your supportive, <laughs> yeah. educated aunt? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I guess that that's part of it too, because a lot of people still are on the dating apps right now, building mm. connections with people via FaceTime, which is you know has its pros and it has its cons. But if you are like wanting to take that step to meet them in person and maybe go on like a social socially distanced date, yeah, she's giving you the okay. Yeah. But when it comes to actually like being physically in contact with them, that is a bit of a commitment. Sure. And it is like this kind of like trust thing that you have to grow to make sure that, you know, you are being safe and that the people around you aren't affected in a negative way as well. Totally. And look at it. So it does, and that's a great thing because I know look, hookup culture has all got us feeling like we can just bounce from person to person. Wham, 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 mm. wham, wham. Okay. For this time, we just had to take a little bit of a break from that and... Yeah, if you want to hook up with somebody, you got to feel a little bit more of a connection first. That's all. And that's that's not such a bad thing for the time being on a temporary basis. Yeah. I think it's nice. And I think that this song is going to make a real major comeback. You're going to hear this at a lot of weddings in a few years. All right. What a beautiful love story we have. When I met Becky and Jason, <laughs> then when they met in COVID... I never thought that I... I'm making a speech, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. The, I'm the groomsman. I never thought that they, would, they just hooked up over FaceTime for three weeks, and then Dr. Bonnie, who's here tonight celebrating with us, she said it was okay, and so now they're together, and cheers, you guys. This is going to be great. <laughs> That's the wedding. Great wedding. <laughs> Uh, so yesterday we were talking about a story about how uh, the BC government is supplying smartphones to people who are living on the street in order for them to stay connected during these times. And also just to make sure that they are up to date with the important information on a daily basis because mm. things like libraries are shut down and yeah. and it's harder to get that information. And what I found was really like frustrating yesterday was that all the news coverage I couldn't find because I feel like there was all this anger bubbling up about like, what, they just get smartphones? It's like, you know, there's all there's a picture of like a new iPhone on the article and it's just like, it's, well, what kind of phones are they and how much do they cost and where are they coming from and who's actually doing this? Because to just say like smartphones, there's a big wide variety and of in cost of smartphones. Mm. So I found that was really frustrating yesterday. So we sent Art on the case and he actually did some investigative journalism. Yeah, I asked the the ministry uh, the ministry that was giving out uh, giving out these phones and it's through a program the social and I don't know the exact full I got it. the Social Planning and Research Council of BC. That's right. So then they partnered up with 711 and they were able to get these phones at cost. Yeah. Mm. And here's with the phone. This is the important, I think. It's the Figo Orbit 2 smartphone. Yeah. At cost. So we did a little digging on this. Google this. <laughs> this is the cheapest phone on the market to still be qualified as a smartphone. Mm -hmm. Okay, cheapest you can get. We've found retailed at 50 bucks. Yeah. So do the math on that. What's the markup? I found other things where like you could get a deal $30 off. So I would say that each one of these phones costs 
and the cost to this program between twenty and forty nine dollars tops. So we can all just kind of relax on them getting right? a new smartphone. I know, and you know what's so funny is the people who are responding to this are responding probably on their smartphones that they have bought themselves that they were able to do at right, home. Right, so right, right, right. there are people who you know are less fortunate and don't have access to those sort of things. So and, let's, and, let's yeah, be and thankful we, that they get to communicate with their family members who they haven't been able to see forever. And everybody's safety is, it's in the best interest of everybody exactly. to be safe right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you want everyone to be safe. We don't want to transmit this virus. And that that's for everyone. So, it's important that everybody is informed right now. Mm-hmm. Great journalism, right? Thanks yeah, for doing that job. digging for us, because yes. I didn't want to pick up the phone and make two phone calls. <laughs> Happy National Caesar Day. Thank you. The drink of Canadians. Oh, I thought the Roman ruler and emperor. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's ours. This is our drink. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to mess with those Bloody Marys. No. That we're going to up it up a notch. Pump it up a notch. Every time I hear an American talk about a Bloody Mary. Oh, I really... Like in a movie or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I really need a Bloody Mary. My heart breaks for them. I'm mm. like, oh. That's just like watered-down, terrible, no-flavor yeah. Caesar. Honey, there's no clam in that. I mean, what's so great about <laughs> <laughs> Caesars is that it is just cold soup with alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great little breakfast meal, especially if you get enough garnish on there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. what I miss. Going out on Sundays, the classic brunch days in Victoria and uh-huh. getting a nice like dill pickle Caesar. <sighs> is that all you need is for a garnish is a dill pickle? Because frankly, no. oh, okay, great. You get a whole roast chicken stuck on the top of this thing. Boring now. I'm annoyed with it. Yeah. The extravagant over the top garnishes. Just do a good Caesar. There is a there's a beautiful balance when it comes to the Caesar garnish, I feel. Yeah. You know, if you're uh-huh. deep frying things and putting them on, I mean that's a whole nother meal. That's just having a meal on a drink. Do you wanna watch? It's not a Caesar. St- stuck an onion ring on it, I'm not gonna be mad at you. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I always talk about this every year. It's like, how do you like your Caesar? Because I'm always open to try new things. For mm-hmm. me, I always put a bit of pickle juice or olive juice in it. Smart. Yeah. And then uh, the garnish. Yeah. Don't go too crazy. But something pickled, something meaty, mm-hmm. something cheesy. Mm-hmm. You're good to go there. And before you have a sip, make sure that you can stand at attention and salute and cheers to a Canadian flag. There you go. That's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting a lot of really good Caesar tips in the text text line right now. So if you want to add to that, you can text us at 250-475-0913. Jen just made a noise that I don't think I've ever heard you make before. <laughs> like this. No, no, no. No card. Okay. okay. What's I really I feel like, passionate about Caesar. Like a sea lion who's uh, feeling frisky right now. Is how it sounded like. Because someone, what, told you to put beef broth in the Caesar? No! Uh, It is uh, National Caesar Day, and we were discussing uh, your favorite way to drink a Caesar. There's so many different ways you could do a Caesar. Mm. Um, Jordy texted in saying a splash of hot sauce, but like the good hot sauce, the stuff you pay way too much for. Oh, yeah. Um, And then we also got one from Liz. Now, this is something I've never heard before. That's why I love to share these sort of recipes. Adding beef broth for an extra hangover cure. I've never thought to do that. That kind of makes sense. I get that. I mean, the flavor makes sense of Mm -hmm. the rest of it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Lex says, uh, don't put a straw in there. The rim is important. That is very true. And that was in all caps. As okay. Well. The passion was there. Thanks, Lex. What about this? What if I salt the rim of the straw? Well, like every time. Do. What every, about that? Just dip what? the straw every yeah. single time. I just got a big jar of celery salt. <laughs> I licked the outside of the straw. The jar is just for me, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And then after every sip, I just re-dip it in there. I mean, if that's how you do it, I support that 100%. It's a reusable straw. Uh, of course. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> it's extra, but yeah, I'm into it. Um, Andrea says, oh, the dill pickle Caesar from Cro- Crooked Goose. Or Heron Rock Bistro. Mm. Yeah, they make a real good Caesar. Pickle is a hero. You know, it's like, I know it gets a lot of love, but it's still underrated. I was saying about my new favorite burger in town does like a pickle aioli. Ooh. It's next level. That sounds incredible. Pickle. Mm. I want a Caesar now. We're not allowed to accept gifts. Don't bring Danny a Caesar. No, don't do it. Yeah. It looks like this is very, very breaking news, but uh, the motion to pedestrianize mm-hmm. Beacon Hill Park, so they oh. keep all the vehicles out, uh, has passed. Okay. Yeah, so there will be parking lots still open at Haywood Road and Circle Drive and Nursery Road, but uh, yeah, and, and I don't know, obviously I'm just seeing this uh, quickly come in here, preliminary report and all that, but... Uh, when we were talking about this the other day, when they were thinking about it, they think about they were thinking about like permanently no cars in Beacon Hill Park. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people are going to have some thoughts and feelings about this one. Yeah, because I do know that there are a lot of people who travel like from you know around the island to come down to Beacon Hill to enjoy it on the weekends mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. But you know there still will be parking available. It looks like they're just going to like limit it. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, for me, I, yeah, great. I'll, I'll bike into the park. But mm. I was, you know, I, th- I thought it was a good point that was brought up. What about people with mobility issues? Yeah. You know, definitely. how are they going to get to enjoy that park? Like forever, ever with no cars? Well, hopefully know. we'll be able to figure that out with uh, the more details that are released yeah. after this uh, vote that they had today. So jealous of seeing all these uh, communities across Canada get to see the snowbirds, and I forgot. Oh yeah, right, we're Canada too. We'll get them. <laughs> just be patient. You'll see this, the snowbirds. It's not like they're just doing Ontario or whatever. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, uh, this May long weekend. Look at that. We get May long weekend and everything. Woo! The uh, snowbirds, Canadian Forces snowbirds, are looking towards Vancouver Island if the weather uh, cooperates for their cross Canada tour called. Cheese ball. <laughs> what it's, is it it's called? The most, it's just the cheesiest thing. It's called Operation Inspiration. Oh. Wow. No. Do you have some s- small cut pieces of bread or fruit for me to dip in that? And I'll heat. I'll heat that up. I'll yeah, heat the like- name up in a fondue <laughs> pot, and I'll dip the cheese in bread. It was a full body cringe there, but you know I'm actually excited to uh, <laughs> to see them. You know, go Same. outside on the patio and look up and see some planes. I haven't seen planes in a long time. Have you noticed that? Oh my god! <laughs> Isn't that a weird thing to, to yes. notice? There's not a lot of plane action happening. I'm so used to like the harbor air coming in and yes. out of the the downtown core and everything but I saw one the other day in the from the backyard and I was like huh, chemtrails huh, huh, you know <laughs> but didn't even think of the yeah that was the first plan I had seen in such a long time yeah. wow so we'll stay on top of this obviously here at the radio station and whoever's on on the weekend uh, Kirsten or Jade we'll make sure that we leave a note with them to uh, 
to Blair rock you like a hurricane by scorpions? Because <laughs> that's what you want to hear. That's what really takes the operation all the way to inspiration. Yeah. Woo! I'm so inspired. <laughs> this is so inspiring, man. Cool. Um, yeah, so we're not sure when that's going to happen yet, but uh, the, p- the potential is there for this weekend, which is exciting. So now that everyone is taking their meetings to Zoom or Skype or FaceTime, Mm -hmm. uh, people really get a little look at uh, what people's living situations are like. It's my favorite thing. I'm in my head. I'm just doing this the whole time. I'm like. Move your head, dude. I want to see your house. Yeah. Move. What's your deal? But then I also find that I'm getting distracted because I'm constantly <laughs> looking and trying to peek and see what's in the background, yeah, too. Of course. Um, well, there's this new Twitter uh, account called Room Raider where they just take Zoom calls and then rate the rooms in the background. Yeah. And they have, like, all these different things that they're looking for, right? They are heartless, by the way. Like, yeah. this is not we rate dogs where every <laughs> dog is 14 out of 10. Like, they are heartless. Well, they're critical. That's how I like it. I will say critical for yeah. sure. Um, the one that got 10 out of 10 is like the queen in her most like beautiful office. Come and the on. lighting and it's like focused just on her and everything else is kind of blurred in the background. There's books and like. That shouldn't count. Seriously, like, that's a TV well, that studio. that is the best. And what would she be? 11 out of 10? No, she's 10 out of 10. That is that is the number one um, room that has been rated. All right. Um, so just keep this in mind if you do have, you know, Zoom calls uh, coming up. Make sure that you got good lighting, first of all. That's mm-hmm. super important. You don't Is, want it to look like you're in like a weird basement without windows. Yeah. You, know? you said my lighting was good in, in for where I yeah. usually set up for Zoom calls. And that's I just got lots of natural lighting. That's just sunshine. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So get some sunshine. If you can, um, making sure that your head is not too close and not too far. The placement of your body is very important. Agreed. And the angle of the camera. You don't want an up angle. You want it straight ahead. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's important. Another thing. Have a plant in there. Some greenery. Yeah. I feel that. One too. little plant mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. Um, two pieces of art. Two. One or two. If it's a big piece of art, that's cool. But like one or two pieces of art, something okay. that's intriguing. Yeah. Books are important as well. I agree. Yeah. That's my my other place I do it. That's what I have as well. It's like books in the background yeah. and a painting on the wall and a plant. I'm I'm nailing this, by the way. Yeah, you did a pretty good job in our uh, meeting that we had on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You had your cool little liquor cabinet in the background, mm-hmm. except when you panned down and I could see all the booze in the background. <laughs> I, like, I know. Maybe not the most professional. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It looks classy for a second <laughs> you know, there. On top of the booze. Yeah. yeah, and then just like make sure you, it's not cluttered. That's that's kind of what they're looking for. So maybe if you that's get uh, you know all that nailed, you could be... Number 10. You know what? Like I, I, yeah, want somebody, I am not to name any names here, but somebody who we work with in the background of their Zoom call, it's like clutter. It's mm. like a, 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 like a bulletin board with a bunch of clutter on it. And mm. it's like, yeah, that looks like garb. Uh, okay. What about the fake backgrounds, the Zoom virtual background? That's cheating. In my mind. I think it could be fun. There's always nice when there's one person with like a Tiger King thing in the background. Yeah, hilarious. You know? We I need get a little it. bit of humor. Yeah, that's not that's cheating though. That that, that shouldn't get rated. People are asking <laughs> us, okay, how about what are things that shouldn't be in the back of a Zoom call? And uh, Jordy says, I hate seeing family pictures. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of family pictures. I know you know what I find is so weird is oftentimes like heads of state, like presidents and prime ministers will have framed photos of family in the back of when they're making like yeah. addresses to their nation and i always find like i know it's supposed to humanize them and mm-hmm. be like oh yeah they're human beings with family who love them as well but i same thing i'm always like get that out of there <laughs> yeah, I don't 
why. Like, I want to see yeah. a bust of a former president and, like, a model of a jet. Get <laughs> like your family out of there. Don't be thinking about your family. Run the country. That's what I think. Oh, my gosh. Um, but if you want to add to that list of, yeah, let's make it things that shouldn't be in the back of a Zoom call. And we can't read any of the messages. No, none of them. can't read a, a single, single message. They're all so pervy. Oh, this one's good. No double chins. So just make sure the angle's right. Sometimes I can't control my double chins, though. That's true. Yeah. It's wild. I know. It's wild. All right. Well, that that was a good try. All right. We have your... Uh... Some days I feel like I'm just sitting with a bunch of chins. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from you, Julian, from Trailer Park Boys. So I have to point out today that we haven't talked about this because, uh, you know, Trailer Park Boys, Julian with the black mm. t-shirt, the gold chain, the long black hair, the goatee, and always drinking that, uh, what is it, rum and coke? Yeah. That is you today. The first thing Art said to you today was, oh, hey, Julian. <laughs> I wore a black t-shirt. And apparently I look like Julian. You I look know. exactly like him. I don't like that. It's not the look I'm going for But your hair life. is longer than it usually is, and it, it looks good. Oh, yeah. It's working for oh, you. Oh, good. Um, well, that makes you bubbles. I am bubbles, 100%. <laughs> Just a lot more chins. A lot more kitties. A group representing dentists in B.C. say its members' offices won't be open for service until it gets further direction on protecting patients and staff from COVID-19. That's the B.C. Dental Association says full dental services will not start up on the opening date. That's Tuesday when other services are set to resume in the province. Yeah, that's an interesting one because they're already in there wearing masks and everything else. Like, what more now? Is there going to be plexiglass over me while they're cleaning my teeth? And It's not just that, though. It's also procuring that PPE, right? They right. need to know about uh, the numbers coming in of the equipment. Can they continuously get it, the supply, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So I think that's going to take time as well. Yeah. And that's not just with them. That's with other frontline like hairstylists and stuff like that. They want to know, can they get a good supply of this stuff? Fair enough. Oh, I'm so excited. Look at that. Uh, I got like three things coming in the mail. I ordered three things. I never do this much online shopping, but there you go. I just got a wireless charging pad. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm jealous of that. That's going to be really nice. Because I know it's like, what a dumb thing to think, but at nighttime sometimes I'm looking at my phone and I'm just like, I am too tired to plug this phone in mm -hmm. and, you know, roll over, find the charge cable, plug in it, right? And then I wake up in the morning, I'm down to 1%. Ugh, God, it's the worst. Now this, I'm just going to toss it on the mat. Charge. It's lovely. Charge it up. I just love the fact that I always just have something coming in the mail because I'm not shopping in stores, obviously, so I'm shopping online and also treating myself a little bit more because, uh, you know, sadness and uncertainty and people are kind of moving to the uh, retail therapy for that. Well, listen to this. A uh, e-commerce marketing data platform did a little digging on this mm -hmm. and uh, said that online shopping traffic has consistently surpassed Black Friday like every day throughout the entire month of April. That is wild. Right? Also not super surprising because there's a lot of deals going on right now because yeah. people need some extra help for these like businesses and people aren't buying in stores. So they're going online instead, right? Well, this is it. I would happily, I like going to stores. Me so, too. you know, last week I bought a new lamp. Okay. I would have gone to 
Bed Bath and Beyond and whatever and bought it, but I couldn't, so I had to order online. So, but how fun is it after a few when weeks getting it in the mail and forgetting about it for a yeah. little while? Oh, it's, it's like, like Christmas. Santa Claus. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, it so is so nice. Uh, this of the, of course though is fueling the speculation that by the year 2026, mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, will be the world's first trillionaire. That's too much money. A that's single. Too much for, that's too much money for one person. Okay, really? Do you think so? A single human being with a trillion dollars in wealth. wild. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, I'm Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Boitano. I'm Kirsten James. I'm Art Aronson. And I'm Paul Bocino. And the Zone's Geek Out Podcast is where we get together each week and talk about geeky stuff like technology, movies, comics, TV, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and how much better Marvel is than DC. So much better. Come on, man. Captain America. Calm down, Art. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold or at thezone.fm slash geekoutpod. With new episodes each Friday, it's The Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen, please. Bye!